everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of you. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Oops. I like it. <laughs> that one sucked. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pod on You Loons. I'm Justin. Ooh, Justin, your voice sounded extra sexy. I don't know what it is, but. Oh, I'm, I'm Sam. I'm Sam. Every, everyone's muted. We've been in a habit lately of muting ourselves when you're laughing at my nicely timed commentary or jokes. And uh, I think Sam also appreciates that if he does tell a joke and it doesn't hit, he can always use this line. He can say, you know, they're laughing, but they're all just muted. Guys. <laughs> they're muted. Yeah. They're just yeah. muted, guys. They're just out of picture. They're all having a great time. Don't worry about it. You like can't the, see it, but they're laughing. I'm like the Ricky Gervais, uh, his version of Michael Scott in the British office, David Brent, where he's, oh, they're they're having a laugh. And then the camera just pans to everyone that should be having a laugh and they're just not having a laugh. That That's how I feel right now. Maybe a little bit more self-aware. Anyway, James, you want to say hi? Yeah, pot on your lens. I'm James. <laughs> it's good to be here. We won, we won a game. We collected some points, guys. Yeah, uh, thank you, Houston, for letting us beat you three times this year. It was really nice. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry we ruined your birthday three times, Dylan. But, uh, yeah, we own your birthday now. I'm sorry. That's how it is. That's ours. I think you'll be okay. Man, that would really suck, though. Like, imagine you get a derby named after you, and then you just constantly get thumped, <laughs> like, every time you play the derby. No. Oh, well. We thank you for the uh, yeah. for the points. We do. Yep. Um, Justin, just a quick update. How are your school's bathrooms handling? <laughs> uh, How's that situation going? So now we just have, you know, uh, single pumps of dial soap. Uh, the kids are making sure to leave those in the bathrooms, which is nice. I think that we have gotten that out of our system, which is good. The halls have been better. I think kids are realizing that they can't get away with these these things. So I think I think we're in a good spot. I, I say this now, Sam, but I guess things could always change. So after our last conversation, I had a conversation about it with my class. Um, you were right, because we do, we do current events. I, I'm a social studies teacher, so we do current events. And I asked them, I was like, is this going to die out? And they all said they thought it would. They all said that they thought it would die out pretty quick. Now, they had some pretty extreme things that they had seen online. They said that they saw a kid steal a bus. Wow, that's impressive. That is uh, quite the devious lick, as the, kid call, the kids call it these days. <laughs> yep, yep. I also learned it was called a devious lick. I, I was really confused about that for at least a half hour during this conversation that they kept calling licks. That didn't make sense. But So yeah, some kids stole a bus. That really puts the, um, the paper towel dispensers in perspective. I mean, if we're talking about things we learned this week that, that kids say, I learned what cap meant this week. Yeah. Don't cap, James. Yeah. Don't cap, I buddy. That, I learned that cap cap is lie. So yeah. People are like, no cap. They mean, we're not like, don't lie. No or or if, if you think someone's not telling the truth, you go cap. And they, they, yeah, if they respond, no cap. It means that they're they're they said they're not lying. It's uh, it, Sam. It's very similar to what our students would say back at the digs. Okay. And you, and you know what the worst thing is? It's like 
I feel depressed about how old that makes me feel when I'm like doing stuff like this, when I'm learning these things, like, I'm like, oh my God, am I aged so much already that this is where, this is where life has gotten us? That's the way it goes, James. The world just passes you by, man. It's also the arm thing, right? Is that also part of that? I don't know what the... You got to say sheesh when you do that. But sheesh was, sheesh was like our word. Like we had sheesh. Yeah, but like you gotta like like lengthen it. Sheesh. Okay, that's not great podcasting, but there's like a motion that James is doing with his arm, and I have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> I to be honest, I just see like people do it on Instagram and stuff. I have no idea what it actually means. So, so James is like holding out one arm and with the other arm he's like hitting his just, forearm. Like pointing yeah, at yeah. it. Like it's like yeah. ice. It's the ice in the veins. I think D'Angelo Russell did it in basketball. So like he's like pointing to his veins after after he hits like a three pointer. Ice in my veins. But then you say sheesh when you do it. This is great. Like, this is great podcasting right here. <laughs> do, you, do you do that when you like do a really good job teaching a math formula? I could. I to could to your veins and like sheesh. I mean, a lot of these things. A lot of these things. It doesn't really. There isn't really a time or a place that is ideal. It's just whenever you feel like it, you just do the yeah. thing. I guess that's how I always was with the Aaron Rodgers belt, like back in the day, the discount double check. The what? You didn't have those commercials. Remember, he used to do the the belt, like the WWE Championship belt. Whenever he'd score a touchdown, he would do the belt. Whatever. Guys, welcome back to Pod on You Loons. Two wins in a row. Exciting yeah. stuff. We're winning, baby. Scoring goals. The doom and gloom is over. The end of the world, the doomsday scenarios, those are all out of our mind because we're at six points in two games. We got a busy week coming up. Right? This is another week with a Wednesday game followed by a weekend game. Hopefully we let those good times continue to roll. No transactions as far as news goes, but we do have some training room updates. Why don't you want to take that one really quick? Yes. Uh, So the injury report is down to three players. Justin McMaster has a thigh. Young Gregush is undisclosed. Both were ruled out ahead of the Houston match. And Hassani Dodson, also undisclosed, was listed as questionable however, did not make it to the bench. And uh, both uh, Juan Agudelo and Nico Hansen were off the injury list, but only Nico was on the bench, and he didn't appear in the game either. So, Well, we're now to the point where we have enough people healthy that we can pick and choose who makes our bench. Um, it's not just if you have a pulse, uh, <laughs> you get to go on the bench. Yeah. So, sorry, Adi. You might just be a training guy now. Yeah. But the bigger news right the bigger news that i don't know about you guys i we i know we've been texting about this but i guess i haven't really heard your thoughts on this but big news involving mls and liga mx so the league's cup which right the league's cup is supposed to be kind of that second tier international tournament that mls teams can qualify for basically basically the teams that weren't quite good enough to make it to the champions league but Still, still did pretty solid. They they made it to the League's Cup. There were supposed to be like four MLS teams, four Liga MX teams. It, it's going on right now. It's just it keeps getting cut. Um, we keep getting cut out of it because of COVID. 
Uh, so two years in a row, our spot has gotten cut out and we haven't actually gotten to play any of these Liga MX teams. But starting next year, just every MLS team, every Liga MX team, they are going... Sorry, James is holding up something. Where are you getting at? Isn't it two years? Is it in two years? I thought it was next year. 2023. 2023. So starting in 2023, this thing is going to be, as the kids would say, lit. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be all of the teams. I mean, really what they're going to do is they're just going to stop playing in the middle of the summer. They're going to pick a month in the middle of the summer. Both leagues are going to stop playing. They're going to have like group stages, like a big tournament. Kind of reminds me a little bit. I, I think some of the fun of the MLS is back is going to be back. Like that's going to be cool. <laughs> that's Sam. That was what I was, I was guessing was kind of, I don't know if they initially had thought of that kind of being their dry run for something like this, but I'm sure the excitement of that tournament, you know, maybe that led to this happening. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm pretty excited. And so from this league, the top three teams are also going to make it to the CONCACAF champions league, which is pretty cool. So another Avenue to make it to the champions league. So you know that people are going to take this seriously. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I like tournaments. And I especially like tournaments that have you playing against teams that you don't normally play. So like, right, like the FA Cup is sweet because you can end up playing against some pub, pub team of accountants and teachers. Not, not that that happens too often, but by theory, you could. I really like the idea that in this tournament, we could be playing just random teams from Mexico. And we're going to do that like every year. Pretty excited about that. What do you guys think? I'm calling it now. We'll probably get like Houston in the first round in the group. Um, no, I mean, it's interesting though. Like 47 teams isn't really a good, like an odd number is is kind of sucky. So is one group going to get an extra team or is there going to be a play? That happened in the MLS is back. There's also There's also the potential of an expansion team that might be coming into play. There is, uh, uh, I can't yeah. remember who it was. Some California town was supposed to, was it Sacramento? Maybe I Sacramento is supposed to get one, but I know that they're being slowed up on right. the stadium. So I don't know. I, I don't know if 48 is better, but it sounds like we, I, at least all the articles I read talked about that, that by the time it starts, it might be 48. Because are they including Charlotte and St. Louis in that as I well? I would assume. Yeah. Because they'll be going by then. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it sounds like a cool thing, though. Uh, and it's definitely one of those that if they didn't put CONCACAF Champions League spots, I'm really not sure people would take it seriously. There's also a large prize pool, that uh, undisclosed large prize pool. So maybe money? Maybe money. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be... Uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be good. Like you said, I think it's going to be interesting, you know, having teams kind of not only flying all over the place to play to play these games, but also you get to kind of see how, you know, Liga MX stacks up against the MLS and kind of how, you know, how it goes for, for like literally having every single team in there, which I think is going to be, uh, I think is going to be good. Yeah, I think this is going to show, you know, at least the better depth league. Right, like if if a ton of MLS, I don't know. Is do you know Sam? Is are they top heavy? I know that they have some pretty historically large clubs, but is there yeah, parity like in their think, league? I think 
to an extent, I think there is. I, I think Club America and uh, Chivas are, right, those are the two that come to mind. There's a, a few others that come to mind. But I, I think there's relative parity. I, I think that that was always kind of the thing is that a lot of those teams, if you look at their, if you just look at their player pools, the amount of players they have that would be on DP contracts in the United States, right? Like that's why they keep beating us in the Champions League year after year or beating MLS teams in the Champions League year after year. And that's why, um, you know, so Lyon, which is not Club America, that is not Chivas, Lyon, uh, which, which, right, that that is a team I've heard of. I, I've met people that follow Lyon, but they just defeated Seattle in the current League's Cup. They just c- defeated Seattle in the current League's Cup final. Three to two, so I I think the Liga MX teams will probably be favored pretty heavily. Uh, I think right they have to be because they keep beating us in the Champions League. They keep beating us in. Well, I I wouldn't say that they keep beating us in the League's Cup. I can't say that I paid too much attention to it. I feel like Atlanta won one of them one year. So the but, game the the final just happened last night. On the Wednesday, the twenty second, or not last night? What am I talking about? When I wrote this, I started writing these notes on Thursday. That's weird. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, on Wednesday, uh, Seattle lost to Leon three to two. So, and I think I, I want to say that Liga MX beats us very often in this this tournament. Yeah, it's not that old of a tournament. Atlanta won one of these, or like they maybe Atlanta won something, or no. Atlanta won something where they had the champion of each league play each other in kind of like a community shield type game. So apparently this league has only this like this league's cup has only actually been played twice and both times Mexico has won. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Seattle Seattle was the first time an MLS team has made the final. The first final was two uh two Mexican teams. So and these yeah. these are not like the Mexican teams that qualified for the Champions League. These are like the next tier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Shoot, what is that? What did Atlanta beat a Mexican team in? I think it was the champion of Liga MX and the champion of MLS. Atlanta beat them in whatever that game was called. And it was the camp the uh, Campeones Cup. Okay, they beat uh, America. Right, which that's that's. Yeah, that's a huge team. That's the team that we got Darwin from. Yeah, so they beat uh, they beat uh, them three two in twenty nineteen, and then Toronto lost the year before to UANL, and this year's uh, game is Columbus versus Cruz Azul. Okay, because uh, they obviously cancelled last year's game. Right. Yeah, and I, I don't think that this one is caught on to the same level uh, as the others, but I, th- I think the point was made is that a Liga MX team will probably be favored to win, especially with the prize pool and the three CONCACAF Champions League spots up for grabs. Hopefully that will motivate teams to take this seriously. So I assume if everyone is taking it seriously, the Liga MX team has to be favored to win, but the MLS keeps improving every year. Eventually, it's going to happen. Well, I mean, we'll see because the uh, Campeones Cup is in three days. There we it's go. The 29th of September. Okay. In Columbus. 
Well, let's talk a little U.S. men's national team and U.S. women's national team really quick before we move on. So Christian Pulisic still out with an ankle injury. Should be healthy in time for October's World Cup qualifiers. So we'll be keeping an eye on that, uh, especially me uh, being being the Chelsea guy. I'm, it's tough. I am. I almost always don't want him to play for the U.S. men's national team at this point because he is a little bit more injury prone and I don't want to see him missing too much time for Chelsea. Uh, Ricardo Pepe of FC Dallas, the 18-year-old hero of the 4-1 to come-from-behind win against Honduras, drawing interest from clubs in Italy, Germany, and England in what could be the MLS's next record-breaking transfer. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he's, you know, it kind of feels like our our country's fans want one of these these strikers to find a way to be good. So, like, anytime one of them has a good game, like, that's the next big thing. Uh, but he's a good player. He scored some goals against us. Still super young. Uh, we actually we actually get to see him uh, next Saturday. So, we'll see. We'll see how good he plays there. We'll see what happens. The U.S. men's national team and Minnesota United in their search for that number nine. Very parallel paths. Those matches will come up in October, starting with October 7th against Jamaica. U.S. women's national team. At first, I thought this was a typo. Um, I didn't realize they played Paraguay twice. So we previously told you that they thumped Paraguay 9-0. to Well, um, now they actually put in a worse performance than that. It was only 8-0 against Paraguay on September 21st. So U.S. women's national team is slipping a little bit. <laughs> five, it's the end. Five uh, goals in the first 15 minutes. Jeez. Should we should we just for the rest of the episode just have commentary on is that sportsmanship? Should the US women's national team have taken it easy after the first four goals and not scored four more? Should we just do that for the next hour? Nah, I think we're good. Yeah. That was a reference to the World Cup. I don't know, James, if you picked <laughs> up on that. No, I did. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That made that made headlines here too. Don't worry. Okay. And then, yeah, like we always actually, we always kind of brush past forward Madison and Minneapolis City just to kind of give people little updates. But Minneapolis City had pretty big news. If, if not for the League's Cup announcement, this would have probably been the biggest news of the past week. Minneapolis City, they've been in the NPSL, uh, which is kind of an unofficial tier four, kind of college level athletes. So pre professional, they're going to still be in the NPSL. But their main league will now be USL League Two, which is also uh, Tier Four, kind of college, pre-professional, but better. So it, it'll be a little bit more competitive. Um, our Minneapolis City news this past year. This was the first season we've really updated people on how Minneapolis City is doing. And right, we were we were talking about a lot of FIFA scores. We were talking about uh, just them scoring a lot of goals and not being scored on at all. They're going to be in a much more competitive league in 2022. And they're keeping with their old league too. So that's going to be a lot of games. But apparently from talking to Jeremy Rushing, sounds like they got a big squad. So I'm interested to see what they do for that. But I, I think that that's cool. I think that that's us being one step closer to having a true like competitive like U.S. Open Cup or something, uh, U.S. Open Cup match, Minneapolis City against Minnesota United. That is, I'm 
really looking forward to that whenever it happens. I just don't know how long I'm going to have to wait. So, so if there are uh, that many games, are you boys uh, putting your names up for uh, some call ups if they uh, if they start getting an injury list? What's the what's the plan? No way. I mean, Nate, <laughs> Nate probably will. Nate, but good. not us. <laughs> more more USL news. So we we talked a few weeks ago. Minnesota is going to have a women's team in the USLW, which is another kind of pre professional college players type league, but. The USL is also going to form what they call the USL Super League for 2023. Now, no news on if Minnesota will be included in that actual professional league. So that'll be a second tier league just after the NWSL. There is no news on who those teams will be. But you would assume with just the interest behind the women's team in Minnesota, you would assume that this market would have to be an attractive option for that. I don't know. Any thoughts, guys? I think, uh, you know, the, the friendly that's coming up can be a good, good indicator of that. Like, I, but I always know that, that there's huge support for, for women's soccer at all different levels in Minnesota. Uh, I, I think it's a no-brainer. I think that if they have a team, people will go to games. No doubt. Well, and the Gophers Stadium that they play at, is a, it is a really nice stadium. I used to drive past it a lot. I haven't actually been there, but I've heard great things. So, yeah, that, that'll be exciting. Now, um, yeah, Ford Madison, another draw, 1-1 against Greenville. They're at six wins, four losses, 11 draws. That's nuts. I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've really got to start winning some of it. Like, the good thing is they're not losing, but... right. I guess I could say that my my lead squad is kind of doing this, but then they picked up another loss, so womp womp. Yeah, I mean, I I at least I at least got to beat Spurs. You know, that made me very happy. These guys would know uh, when I was texting them, uh, goal in capital letters with lots of L's every like ten minutes for the first half an hour of that game. But, yeah, and uh, I forget what I was doing at the time, but I was only halfway paying attention to you. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you lost <laughs> to uh, you lost as well. So, no, it was a good uh, it was a good weekend. That yeah, yeah. Ford Madison sitting in seventh place uh, currently with all those draws. Yeah, so they got to get into the top six for the playoffs. They have, as I keep saying, they have games in hand. So I think, like, if I was a betting man, I would assume that they will make the playoffs, but. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm actually going to Madison, and I'm bummed. I'm going to stay a whole week in Madison, and uh, yeah, like there's no there's no game uh, at Free <laughs> Stevens while I'm there. I am going to go to the Badger Michigan game though. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Ooh, that'll be good. I think this will be the first Big Ten team I've seen them play that's not Indiana or Minnesota. The min- I mean, the Axe game is always a good time, but the Indiana games are never too fun. I don't know why I keep end up getting <laughs> tickets to see them play Indiana. And I've seen way too many of those like cupcake non-conference games. Well, didn't Minnesota just lose a cupcake non-conference game? Uh, it was their it was their homecoming game uh, that they were favored by thirty-one points in and uh, proceeded to lose fourteen to ten. So happy homecoming, Gopher fans! Happy Did you homecoming. watch it? I couldn't. So, uh, man, they just 
I, I don't know. I don't know if they, they just don't want fans to see these games. I'm, I'm kind of feeling like you, Sam, and how much you complained about this Bally Sports stuff. <laughs> well, because, what, channel are, what channel were the Gophers on? So this, so last week when they played Colorado, they 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 kicked their butts 30 to nothing. And I couldn't watch it because it was on the Pac-12 network, which why on earth would I have the Pac-12 network? It was because they were playing at a Pac-12 team. Stupid. This one was on ESPNU, which I, I even looked, Sam, and like you can't watch those games through ESPN Plus. So, like, I would need like a specific cable subscription to watch this game. I could have watched the Incarnate Word football game, hmm. like this random. That was that was my option on ESPN Plus. So, yeah, uh, I'm glad I didn't watch it though. It would have been very frustrating, very frustrating. Uh, but. But not the craziest news out of Minnesota. In other yeah. news, in, in other <laughs> the return news, of the big CF, the big CF. In other news, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the NBA team here in town, uh, they fired their president of baseball operations, Gerson Rosas, basketball, basketball, basketball whatever. Operations. Their president of basketball operations, uh, Gerson Rosas, for they said a couple things. So they said he was creating a toxic work environment. So no good. Get this. So his number two guy. Uh, they, they both came over from Houston, I think. Like him and this other guy, like came to, came from from Houston together. And his number two guy got a chance to go back to Houston to do the same job he's doing here for way more money. Okay, and Rosas blocked him because he thought he didn't want him to share. It was like pri- proprietary knowledge of who they wanted to draft. But we didn't have a draft pick this year. Like we literally couldn't draft anyone. And so he just blocks this dude. And then after that, he he bars him from going to the building. But that wasn't the reason he got fired. He had a uh, extramarital affair with this with a with a team employee. And you might. Now, go, yeah, I, I was just going to say now he's going to connect this to Minnesota. United. <laughs> you might ask yeah, yeah. why. Why are we talking about this on a podcast in uh, our big club day football? <laughs> uh, it's because. Uh, Rosas and this lady were were with a, a host of of Timberwolves players and personnel in a suite at the LA Galaxy game, and they were caught on camera smooching. So he's married, she's married, and that was that was it. That was the final straw. So you know, if if any of you want to dust off your resumes, I know it's it's a dumpster fire of a franchise, just like a lot of these Minnesota clubs, unfortunately. Uh, but they need a president of base- basketball operations. And I mean, you couldn't do worse, right? <laughs> You're so not going to do any worse. Apparently they had two photos. So one was a close-up shot, clearly showing Rosas and this woman sitting next, next to each other. Uh, and then a second photo where they basically leaned in and were smooching. So uh, yeah, Timberwolves quickly caught onto that. And uh, yeah, that was all over. Well, let's talk a little Houston Dynamo. Two oh. two zero win. Before we before we do that, I just uh, we we talked a few weeks ago about dad jokes and getting in the dad joke zone, and I had a dad joke for you guys that I heard this week that I thought was was quite it, good. And you're already delivering it like a dad, so yeah. So uh, how do you light a football stadium? I I don't know, James. With a football match. Ha 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 ha. Wait. <laughs> Thank you. 
I got the appropriate response. So, Houston. <laughs> yeah, when you need a win, schedule Houston. So, last result, 2-1. So, we, we've played them twice this season already. 2-1 at Houston on 8-28. 2-0 at Allianz, 8-7. Here's our third one, man. So, three wins in three games against Houston. In our lineup, right, we... We kept it rolling, right? Our previous game against LA Galaxy, we were, again, as the kids would say, we are lit. So lineup unchanged. Tyler Miller in the goal. Our defense, Chase Gasper, Baki DeBassi, Michael Boxall, and Ramon Metinair. Our midfield of Will Trapp and Anzi Alonso. Our attacking midfield is Franco Fragapene, Manuel Reynoso, and Ethan Finlay. And up top, it was Robin Lud. Now, we, we had some subs, and we're definitely going to need to talk about one of these subs a little bit. But 60th minute, Ja'Cory Hayes comes on for Emmanuel Reynoso. Reynoso, he was kind of made a couple of gestures that would imply that his hamstring was hurting a little bit. And he got, like, elbowed in the back of the head pretty bad at one point, too. Just kind of typical... Reynoso, you're just seeing other players uh, attack the guy all game. So, right, game is 2-0. We just want to put things away. Adrian Heath takes off Emmanuel Reynoso for Ja'Cory Hayes in the 60th minute. Emmanuel Reynoso did not want to come off. Looked noticeably upset by this. I don't know, guys. Any thoughts? I think it's just he's a competitor, right? Like, he wants to play, uh, but... We need that man to play games. We have a short week. And he was on a yellow card. As Heath talked about in the post game. he talked about that that was actually why he took him off. It wasn't so much about the hamstring. They think they'll be okay, but the yellow card, because he's such a passionate guy. So love the passion, love the excitement. You got to take care of him, though. Yeah, and I mean, the yellow card was for standing in front of a free kick and, like, kicking the ball away. Or, or, or like standing in front of the free kick, so they basically passed it into him, and he just like kicked it off uh, and got a yellow card for it. So, kind of like also just kind of a quite unnecessary yellow. Um, but yeah, you know, short week. He's he's our best, if not one of the best players we have. So, yeah, I'm fine with it. Because the worst thing is having him sent off, and then maybe even getting a two match ban, and then suddenly he's missing both games. Well, and I mean, we we saw like the just sad stretch of games we had without Emmanuel Reynoso in the lineup. I'm not saying we can't win without Reynoso, but right when we have stretches of games where we're not dropping points, Emmanuel Reynoso is in the lineup. When magic is happening, Emmanuel Reynoso is usually part of that magic. When it's just doom and gloom and we're talking about why are we even watching these games? Like, what's the point of it all? Emmanuel Reynoso, usually not playing. So I, I'm all for making sure that Reynoso isn't playing a meaningless 30 minutes when we just need to put this game away. I'm all for that. I think we have the players to make that happen. The 83rd minute, another thing that I, I think could be conversation worthy as well happened. Adrian Hunu on for Franco Fragapene. So this is... Yet another game where Adrian Hunu, our DP striker, our high-profile signing from France, 
This is yet another game where Adrian Hanu coming off the bench later in the game, coming off the bench when some of those players that we we thought that he would be a part of, you know, kind of an, a partner in crime with these guys, right? Like we, we assumed he would link up nicely with Emmanuel Reynoso. We assumed that he would link up nicely with Franco Fragapene. This is yet another game where Adrian Hanu, yes, he's coming on later in the game, but he's also not with those guys. He's not with those guys that you want him to eventually have comfort with. I don't know. Any thoughts? Is there anything you're worried about here? It's it's just weird. Like, why would you... You're almost putting him on with no support and no one to give him... Like, you know, Robin Lodd was still there and Finlay was still there. and But it's like you're, you're taking off your basically two best playmakers and then getting him out there for seven minutes to, to what, like, like what, what do you want from him? Like, are you trying to get him to score goals? Are you trying to get him to just like stand there? Are you trying to get him to just have fresh legs? So you kind of rush at the defense and that's kind of it. Like, I don't understand, like at least give the man a chance. Well, at least put him on in like the 60th minute or something. But I mean, up to zero, you want to take Reynoso off. I, I mean, would it have been better if they just wanted to put him on at all? I mean, maybe you want to put him on for seven to ten minutes to get him a bit of a runaround because you're going to start him later in the week and you want him to just, you know, have a bit of match fitness, like just to keep it up. And then you're going to start him later in the week because you've got three games. Maybe that's what it is. You know, you just want to you just want to have him get some some miles in the legs a mile in the legs i don't know how much you can do in uh, the last 10 minutes of a game but i would assume that's it because if you put him on without your two best playmakers i don't i don't know what else you're expecting from him really no i i, I don't think we were necessarily expecting goals or anything from him maybe maybe some just- pressing i mean he had some comments towards the end of the game that he wasn't exactly happy with the offensive pressure towards the end of the game, right? Like, despite winning 2-0, wasn't really a great 2-0, which we can kind of talk about in a little bit, but the goals came relatively early on. Um, And then in the the second half, there wasn't too much of an offensive threat, uh, which, right, contributed to Houston uh, looking downright dangerous at points. So maybe that was part of the plan was okay, we got to get someone on here to do some pressing. That does seem like something that Adrian Hunu has been uh, trusted with. We got to get someone on here that it, with fresh legs to start doing some press, pressing, maybe make Minnesota dynamic enough on offense to the point where we're not just holding off Houston's attack over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, as a striker, though, I'd be quite annoyed if that my coach put me on and all he wanted me to do was press and like didn't actually give me any help to score goals. Well... But like the flip side of that is, is then he has to play better because right now he's being outplayed by Robin Lud in his own position. So like, and, and I, I get that it's right. He's with a new team. He's in a new system. He hasn't necessarily had a healthy supporting cast for him to be successful. So I, I get that there's a lot of reasons why he hasn't been lighting the league on fire, but right. Like I, I think 
all three of us would agree that Robin Lud has been the more productive option up front. Would we not? Yeah, and I would add that I think yeah. I think what we're missing from this conversation is talking about how good of a run Ethan Finlay has been on lately. And I think, you know, I would rather have Ethan out there than Hanu, right? Like I know that Ludd, we, we talked about Ludd to the right as being what we would like to see, but he's just, he is playing the striker the way we need it to be played right now. And Finlay is playing the right wing very well. So you got to play the best players regardless of, of title. You know, Hanu needs to prove his, his worth. He needs to find ways back into the lineup. And, you know, if it's, you know, maybe, maybe Adrian Heath is, 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 you know, trying to get him to make something happen at the end. So then let me ask you, and I, I get that we're, we're kind of, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going a little bit rogue because we're, we're technically talking the lineup and we're technically talking the substitutions right now, um, rather than kind of getting into the discussion or a review of the game. But let me ask you, at, at what point do we think Adrian Hanu might be back in the starting 11? Or at, at what point do we think he starts again? Will it be soon? I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in one of these next two games. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Wednesday versus DC or if it's you know Saturday against the lesser no 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 offense to FC Dallas but the lesser FC Dallas team. Um, I assume you know with these short weeks we got to make sure we're resting guys. We got to make sure that we're 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 playing all these players that we have if they're healthy. You know, so we're not running guys in the ground. So I think it should be soon or injuries when they happen. Right. Knock on wood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that was kind of my mindset, too, is that right. Like right now, it's very hard to get him into the lineup because right. We're we're two games straight of. So in two games, we've won both of them and we've scored five goals uh, between between the two games. Reynosa's look good. Fregapane's look good. Finley's look good. Ludas look good. Right? You're not taking any of them off unless they need a rest. And, and they're all healthy. But, right, lineup changes. This isn't rocket science. <laughs> lineup changes happen when not everything is going great. Lineup changes happen when there's a drop in form. Lineup changes happen when something's not working. Lineup changes happen when someone is hurt or someone really needs a rest. And just, I feel like we've had this conversation like at the start of the year when we were talking about how much playing time is Hassani Dotson going to get. Like it doesn't look like Hassani Dotson has a way into this lineup. And then it all sort it it all more or less sorts itself out. I think if Adrian Hanu is able to kind of finally arrive right finally be at least most of what we anticipated him to be i think he's going to find his way into the lineup relatively easily because those four players i listed off like all of them have missed some time this year so he's going to find his way back into the lineup sooner rather than later hopefully not for any catastrophic reason and i mean the guy is still our second top scorer like joint second top scorer with Reynoso. He still has four goals. It's, And I think that's probably what we've been really good at, is we've been really good at stretching our goals around, considering that we have 11 different goal scorers 
for our club this season and still no one is at 10. Robin Lord is at 7, right? So, yeah, I mean, the man still scores goals, but I think we need to... He needs to get into a rhythm where he's doing that more often, and at the moment, he's just simply not beating beating out Robin Lord. Just one more substitution. Also in the 83rd minute, it was Brent Coleman on for Baki Debasi. I haven't heard anything necessarily on this. I'm, I'm wondering if Heath just wanted to get Coleman some minutes. I'm, I'm assuming that that's what it was. I'm hoping it wasn't anything having to do with needing to get Baki off the field, but... It might be the same as what I said about Anu. It might just be that with three games in quick succession, you just want to make sure that people yeah. are getting some minutes. For sure. So, yeah, then we got the stats. The stats. So possession, a battle that we lost. Uh, it was close, 51% to 49% to uh, Houston. Shots and shots on target. We had 12 shots. Six of them were on target. Uh, Houston had 15 shots and seven were on target. So we actually, we lost that stat battle as well. Uh, although 50% of our shots on target is is really quite good for us because we're not usually that effective. Uh, and expected goals. <laughs> we had an expected goals of 0.9 and Houston had 1.1. So we also lost that stat battle. So another fact, we, game, another game where we had less than one expected goal, but got multiple goals. Yep. That makes up for the games where we had like something like two or three expected goals and got none. So, yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, it all balances. I mean, we're still uh, we're still plus six uh, in like expected goals versus ex- expected goals against. So, yeah, we're still. We're still doing all right, but our goal difference is zero. So, yeah, and I, I honestly thought that Houston would have had a higher uh, expected goals than just one, one point one. Uh, just right, like this was a two-zero game where our goalkeeper won man of the match. Uh, our goalkeeper had an outstanding game. I think we can all agree that Tyler Miller just looked fantastic. I think that Tyler Miller has won the goalkeeper job outright and right that that was a big topic we had going into the season on will it be tyler miller or dane st Clair? is this team big enough for both of them this is tyler miller's team right that that's his goal he's not going anywhere makes me wonder what the future holds for dane st Clair because he's he's too good to just be riding that bench but this is tyler miller's job yeah, it's a bit of a bit of an anticlimax after we spent so much of the off season talking about oh who will be the goalkeeper going forward, uh, and then it yeah. Well, you you start the year zero and four, right? Like four losses in a row. Things got to change, and Tyler just hasn't looked back since. Yep. So, yeah, but, but yeah. So <laughs> let's let's get into like the actual game. So Robin Hood scores in the first minute and, and like, I am psyched. I am absolutely psyched, but you all know that my daughter's bedtime is seven o'clock. So, you know, that I was reading like the same Mickey mouse board book. It's it, this, this book is so bad. Like there's some good books like chicka, chicka, <laughs> boom, boom and all that. This, this Mickey mouse one, it's, god awful it's like five pages long each page has like one sentence and it's just why everyone loves mickey which 
Mickey, if you ever watched that show, like everything is Mickey this, Mickey that. His house looks like Mickey. His pond looks like Mickey. Like everything he has, has Mickey Mouse ears on it. He is so self-obsessed. And then this book, it's just like a five-page book. And it's like Goofy likes Mickey because Mickey helps out around the house. Daisy loves Mickey because Mickey is her biggest fan. And Minnie loves Mickey most of all. Sorry, that was just my rant, but it's a really bad book. That's what I was doing instead of watching Robin Hood score within the first minute. Sam, I would like to say we, we've had discussions in our group chat about like auxiliary podcasts. Like James had a wild one of a joint Colts Vikings podcast. That would have been wild. Uh, but I think Sam dad critiques like children's media is a untapped podcast market. So I think if you're looking to make money off a podcast, Sam, I love what we're doing here. I think it's great. I'm glad the people that listen, the people listen to it, but man, that might be your gold mine. Just yeah. you railing on railing on kids shows. What's the, yeah. who, what's the Sesame street guy you hate? I guess I don't want to get you down the, the rabbit hole too much, but I, I like Sesame street. No, I, I mean, cookie monster was always after the crumb. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You, that was, I, I got to listen to Sam. We were hanging out one time and just Sam just, berates this character from the show or just <laughs> unloaded on the just cookie not convincing how is cookie monster falling for this guy's stuff <laughs> right yeah because like the crumb was like this it's just this like muppet that is trying to sabotage whatever cookie monster who's on this like security force called the smart cookies which i mean shame on them for hiring the smart cookies to be their security force in the first place so like they'd be say at a museum, there'd be like some really fancy artifact or painting or something at this museum. And the museum would hire the smart cookies to provide security. And the smart cookies would all turn to cookie monster and be like, all right, you stand here. And if you see the crumb, don't let him into the museum. And cookie monster would be like, Oh, what's the crumb look like again? And they would be like, Oh, come on. We've gone over this before. And then they show him a picture of the crumb. And he looks him up and down and he actually holds on to the picture, right? They, they, he, he gets to keep the picture of the crumb. So he has that to compare once the crumb shows up and then the crumb shows up and he looks like the crumb, except for, you know, maybe he has a clown nose on, or maybe he's wearing glasses. One time he just had a whistle. Okay. One time his disguise was a whistle around his neck and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't let you in. You look like the crumb. Oh, I'm not the crumb. I have a whistle. And Cookie Monster's like, oh, yeah, sounds good to me. Come on in. And then the crumb screws everything up, just sabotages everything. And, you know, then then the Cookie Monster and the Smart Cookies are left to try to pick up the pieces. It's, it's, yeah, this sounds like a podcast. And that was a preview of, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I just I don't have a name yet. Uh, that's my Spe- that's my bad Spe- guys. Sorry, sorry for getting Spe- Sam in the weeds. Speaking of, if uh, if you are looking to sponsor Pot on your lens, please let us know. <laughs> they won't be after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get it in before, but you already uh, you started ranting. Uh, yeah, J- <laughs> James being the business minded one of the three of us, like Justin and our teachers, we're just like yeah. This is more fun than my actual job. Like, I'm mean, just gonna. We're 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 just having fun. James is the business minded one, where he's like, you know, we, we could take this somewhere. 
Yeah, we could do spin-offs. Yeah, I'm not. I'm honestly not sure how well a cult Vikings podcast would do. I don't think that's a. It's not a very big crossover in those two. It would basically uh, be couples that are fans of one of those teams. Like a Viking Packer yeah. podcast would have more of an audience than that. Vikings Colts. That that's like three people, and you're yeah. two of them. So <laughs> there's just one other person. One other poor soul. I'm not listening to it. No offense. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, that's fair enough. Anyway, yeah, Robin I was going to say, someone get us back on track because Robin Lodd scores in the first minute. Uh, beautiful, beautiful chip over the keeper, assisted by Franco Fragapane. His third assist in the last two games, and the man has two goals and six assists in ten games with us. Uh, the six assists are already a career best in a season for him. And just watching him throughout the game, his vision was insane. Just the way he picked out people and how accurate his passes were, and they just threaded needles like all over the place. It was it was a joy to watch. That man is really playing at uh, at the top of his game. So it's uh, he's going he's going fantastically at the moment. What do you guys think? Yeah, he's real good. I, I think we've been impressed. I, there, there have been a few games where he has not impressed me. So uh, I like what I like what I'm seeing from him. Yeah, looking at his stat line, he primarily, I mean, he didn't score a lot of goals, but he scored more goals than assisted in the past. So maybe they're letting him try it out a little bit more. Yeah, we're giving him some freedom, I think, to uh, to try, yeah, be a playmaker. And I think it's working. Yeah, and of course, assisted by Franco Fragapane, his third assist in the last two matches. Did you already say that? James said all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about uh, Finlay's? Wait, 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 wait. Finlay's, wait, wait. Uh... wait, Robin Lode scored in the first minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I said that, Justin. Pay attention. <laughs> Don't forget, Sam, Sam was missing, you know, MIA with, with Mickey Mouse. Um. You want to talk about Fenley's uh, 360 no-scope, though? Oh, that was nuts. That was impressive. I don't even totally get it. Did their goalkeeper fall down? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that went on here. Basically, he pushed the defender off the ball uh, and then, without looking, just turned and had a shot, which I'm pretty sure deflected off a defender and then kind of the goalie was I think mid going to die for it but it actually ended up just going kind of bobbling straight up so the goalie's made like an attempt he's hit it he's flapped at it basically he's hit it and it's just bounced over the line and then been cleared uh which was a goal but yeah it was one of those that was definitely uh a very very ugly goal but uh hey it's his 50th MLS goal which According to uh, FB ref, it's not his 50th goal. It's his 49th. But I saw Twitter saying it was his 50th. So I don't know who to trust right now. Um, Is it one then, of those things where they're not counting MLS's back goals as goals? or I don't know. Or like playoff goals? I mean, he almost had goal 50 slash 51 anyway uh, because he absolutely slammed one into the post which was incredibly unlucky not to go in. It even rebounded off a defender who was clueless about where it was, and it still didn't go in. So, yeah, it was almost 3-0. But, yeah, 
both guys played a both guys played an excellent game. But yeah, literally, if you look at the the Finlay replay again, he doesn't even look at the goal until he's already hit the ball, and then he looks up to kind of see where the balls are going. So yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty nutty to watch. It's like that Michael Scott quote: "You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take." He took yep. the shot, happened to go in, and, uh, and he made it. Yeah, yeah. I guess the other thing in the game. I mean, so the two two goals in the first seven seventeen minutes. Uh, I think that's actually about when I actually tuned into the game. And I'll tell you what, man, I did not see much excitement offensively from our squad. I did see, I mean, I guess there was a couple moments, but I did see, as as I think Sam alluded to earlier, Tyler Miller just playing out of his mind. Seven saves, seven saves to secure his ninth, ninth shutout of the season, uh, which, as you talked about before, too, got him Bell, Bell Bank man of the match. And earned his teammates a special treat. Yeah, so Michael Boxall, who I don't know if you saw, almost slammed in an own goal, by the way. I'm not sure if that counts in Tyler Miller's list of saves. <laughs> but uh, shared something quite fun post-game. Uh, whenever we get a clean sheet, Tyler Miller brings us donuts the next day. So we always look forward to Monday mornings. Nice. Yeah, that's kind of sick. That's cool. Nice. That's yeah. awesome, Tyler. That's wholesome. That's wholesome right yeah. there. Yeah, fattening and wholesome. Yeah, even man, the amount of the amount of the amount of shutouts he's having this season, he's keeping some donut store alive. Even professional athletes love stopping at the quick trip, picking up a box of glazers or cup foods. Where's your go-to donut spot, just Justin? I kind of like the I, I, I like two two donut shops for different reasons. So I like Glam Doll. It's one of the fancy donut shops in town. They've got like yeah. you know whatever you can think of like fun ideas. Kind of I think every town kind of has one of those now. And uh, the other one is called the Baker's Wife, and it's just the best classic cake donuts you could ask for. Uh, and I actually prefer they have really good ham and cheese croissants. And my wife, my Ooh. my wife and I will go there on like a Saturday or Sunday morning, like get a coffee, get a croissant. It's it's nice. It's nice. Where Shout is out. that? It's uh, South Minneapolis. Baker's wife is South Minneapolis, and Glam Doll is. I think they have two shops: one in Uptown, one in Northeast. So shout out if you guys want to you want to sponsor our podcast. <laughs> hey, I, I will gladly get paid in donuts. Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to ship that well. Uh, to me yeah. personally, you'd be surprised. Yeah, there is a lot of sugar. I guess. What's your What's your favorite donut, though? Like, if you could pick anything from a selection of donuts, I like. like what's I like the... the OG raised glazed donut. Like just uh just mm, yum. I like uh, and I I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but like once or twice a year, I love a um. I don't even know. Is this a cake donut? Like the white donut with the chocolate frosting. Doesn't that, get much better. That could than be that. a cake donut. Yeah, they're good. It's a good classic. Yeah, but I'm much more of a bagel guy. Like I get bagels a lot. Don't get donuts too often. Now we we said earlier, right? Like we're two zero. We're excited. Two games in a row. My, or Tyler Miller's bringing donuts. There's a lot to be excited about. Adrian Heath, his <laughs> after game uh, press interview 
wasn't the most uh, happy, I guess you could say. Uh, I think as fans, it's very easy to just caught up in being like, did we win or did we lose? Did we score goals or did we just try to score goals? As a fan, it's very easy to just look at the good and kind of tune out the bad. Adrian Heath very much focused on the bad. James, try your English, uh, right? Because you're you're English, but raised in Australia. So try to be English for this accent. Look, we uh, we started the game well. It gradually got worse from there, right? You know, I was disappointed in the way we played this evening. I've got to be honest. I thought we played too slow. I thought we played too negative. We went back when we could have gone forward. And I didn't feel it was like the game was ever won all night. And Tyler has had to come up with two or three big saves for us in the second half to finish the game off. Shouldn't have to have been the case. But it's a welcome three points, you know. We knew it was going to be a big week for us. Two games, come in, get six points. It's huge. But when I look at our performances in the last month, you know, we haven't played it as bad as that many times. Maybe in uh, Kansas, but might be the next worst after that, In it? Okay, you either sounded like you know, like working class Northern England or like one of the Sopranos. I can't decide. <laughs> the Sopranos, James, yeah. I think it was great. It wasn't Adrian Heath, but it was great. Yeah, I haven't listened to enough Adrian Heath to get that accent properly going. <laughs> I, suppose, I, I suppose Maybe... on the weird broadcast that you get, they're not always even in English. No, 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 no. Uh, sometimes I don't even get any commentary at all. It's just... <laughs> just playing you just take what um, you can get <laughs> yeah it's pretty much if i can get it if i can get a broadcast that's that's the best thing uh, for it yeah if it was sopranos be like maybe in kansas maybe the next worst so i know we've we've asked you this before but when when people hear you talk like they assume that you're australian right not always in fact very rarely so, like, if an English person hears you talk, where do they think you're from? They'll think that I'm from England, but there's something weird okay. that's happened. Uh, and is when you say Australian, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I thought I could hear it. So, when um, Australian people hear you talk, where do they think you're from? Yeah, it's generally either Australia or English. Uh, it's really kind of everyone else that is where it gets weird. Sure. Um, Canada, South Africa, American. Yeah, I really get all over the place. I was getting a haircut uh, a few weeks ago before my holiday. And the woman was like, are you, is that, is your accent American? Are you American? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. So yeah, Europeans are just bad with what my accent sounds like. Sure enough. But yeah, it, it's at this point, Sixth place with 37 points. Is that still true? Is LA... So this is Sunday night. Is LA uh, LA playing right now? Uh, no, but Seattle is just about to beat Sporting Kansas City. Well, we weren't going to catch up to either of those. So. No. No. Uh, no, they, uh, they'll start in... Uh, they'll start soon. They'll start soon. The LA game is uh, soon. Okay. Yeah, so at, at the time of recording, which is Sunday night... There is an 8.30 game, LA Galaxy against Austin. So we're not factoring in this when we're talking about our updated table. But we are currently in sixth place with 37 points. 
That is one behind number five, LA, and three behind number four, Portland, with a game in hand. We're also one point ahead of number seven, Real Salt Lake. Also, we have a game in hand. So, a couple games ago, kind of feeling doom and gloom. A couple games ago, kind of would be happy just to make the playoffs. Last week, I remember you guys pointing out that fourth place spot is still in reach. Now it very much seems like a reality, but we got to keep it rolling. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what happens. I mean, even if, you know, LA Galaxy win, they're going to be four points ahead of us with a game in hand. So uh, we've got a game in hand. So, yeah, I mean, but we're no means out of it yet. And I think, you know, if we, if we do have a win, we're really in that hunt for, for top four, especially as we're a point ahead of Real Salt Lake and they've played a game more than us. So we're going to have a game on everyone around us. So, I mean, hopefully Austin manages to pull something miraculous and be LA Galaxy, but that's, uh, that might be asking too much. <laughs> it's like hoping the Colts will win a game this year, you know? So, speaking of Tyler Miller, let's have a bit of a discussion, shall we? Do you think that Tyler Miller is the team MVP this year? And on the back of that, do you think he is MLS goalkeeper of the year? Yeah, so I did a I did a deep dive of the goalkeeper stats on Tyler Miller. And I don't know if you guys... I know we're talking about him every week, how good he is. But I, I didn't look really deep to see how good it was. And he is currently number one in save percentage at 78.2%. He's number one in goals against per 90 minutes at 0.90. And now after this game, he is tied for third in the MLS with clean sheets with nine. And he's only one off the lead. So having a fantastic season. I mean, when you can't score goals, you, do, you just can't give up goals, right? And having a goalkeeper helps that happen. So I, I think he has to be in the running for MLS Goalkeeper of the Year. And because I'm a Loons fan, I 100% think it should be him and am not willing to listen to anyone's arguments that it should be anyone else. So I like looking at those, looking at those stats, I'm, I'm not surprised that he's that high in all of them. I didn't totally realize it until, until you brought it up, Justin, but yeah, I th- think he's in the running for MLS Goalkeeper of the Year. Do I think he's our team MVP? No, I, I don't think that he's our team MVP. Um, I think we've been solid defensively besides the first four games. I think that that is, right, that's partially due to the tremendous play by Tyler Miller. I also think it has to do with we have a good defense. Um, But when it comes down to it, right, like, the goal scorers are who's going to, right? That, that That's who's going to be the, it's going to be a goal scorer that gets MVP. And I know I'm saying, yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I know I'm saying this as someone that voted for Michael Boxall uh, last year for our player of the year, but I mean, I, I really think at the moment it's between Ray Lodd and even Franco, I would say would be an outside shot. Yeah. If Franco finished very strong, I think he puts himself into that conversation. I think he missed enough time at the start of the year that I, I'm just thinking it's Lud. But 
Yeah, I, I guess we'll see, right? Goal scorers tend to be the ones that win these awards because they're the ones that make the big flashy, flashy plays. Um, but I don't think we should we should count him out. I think that if he can continue to play like this, if he is, you know, if we if we win some one nothing games in the playoffs to make a deep run, and it's because he stood on his head, you know, that's going to change things. I think I think whoever helps us get as far as we can in the playoffs will probably be the MVP, right? That's usually what happens. So, but I think Tyler Miller, Miller should have a shot. Yeah, a lot of people would have said Reynoso was our MVP last year. Um, a, a lot of people said that, and it partially was because he was that force that secured us a home playoff game, and he was that force that pushed us through to the Western Conference Final. He was creating just so much for us. His number of assists, that I mean, that was astonishing what he was able to do uh, with Kevin Molino and Robin Wood. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Justin's right. I think if there was, if if someone really becomes just a playoff hero for us, and we push far into the playoffs, maybe make it to another Western Conference Final, maybe go further than that, I think that person would have a high chance of being our MVP of the season, especially if they're one of the names that we already discussed, whether it's Tyler Miller, Robin Lud, Franco Fragapene, Emmanuel Reynoso. Either of those people really being the playoff hero for us could push them over the edge for this award that I <laughs> um, that I, I think I think most people would agree that it's doesn't mean nearly as much as winning a trophy as a team. But now Vegas not loving our chances of going far in the playoffs. Yeah, if Adrian's looking for some more bulletin board material. Uh, he can he can talk trash about Vegas and how they don't believe in us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I looked online. Uh, this so this is as of Friday, um, September twenty fourth. We are currently we are currently tied for fourteenth with defending champs Columbus Crew. So I guess good company. In uh, in CF Montreal at uh, plus thirty three hundred. So and. And and Atlanta and Atlanta as well. Okay, Atlanta's in there nice. as well. Uh, so what plus three thirty three hundred means for those of you that aren't big gamblers? If you bet a hundred dollars, you will win three thousand three hundred dollars. So um, Vegas does not think we are going to win the MLS Cup championship. Unfortunately, uh, the weirdest number though I saw though was LAFC is tied for seventh at plus twelve hundred, which isn't awesome either. Uh, but they're not even they're not even in the the top seven spots right now. They're out of the playoff picture as we speak. So, what gives Vegas? That doesn't make any sense. You, you boys gonna put uh, ten bucks on us? I could win win three hundred and thirty by New Jersey. I could drive down to Iowa and do that. I'm gonna be there. Wait, you guys can't bet? No, we can't. Minnesota Minnesota oh, has man. not legalized sports betting yet, but uh, <laughs> Iowa has. We're the United States are weird, James. Yeah, I've I've been learning like uh, about your your tax laws um, and your like firing laws. Like people in uh, like companies in Washington State can just like fire you without ever having to give a reason, which is just supremely wild and like 
not in the good way. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been, it's been a weird couple of weeks. That's why I'm very happy to be a union employee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know you guys couldn't bet. Well, it probably helps your bank balance, I assume. Uh, yes, um, correct. Also, also, I think Minnesota might be doing you a solid, given the state of most of your sports teams. Yes, I, I, so. <laughs> I would have lost a lot of money on Minnesota sports th- teams throughout the years. That is for certain. Apart, apart from the Lynx, right? Aren't the Lynx? Uh, they just got bounced in the second round of the playoffs. So thanks, James, for reminding me of that. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> well, you keep you keep talking about how the Lynx are like they're the only they are, and they yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the Wild are going to be good, maybe. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, we, we got a road trip coming up, guys. Road trip. Uh, so we have a couple games this week. So on Wednesday, the 29th, we're going to be at number six in the East DC United. Uh, uh, bad news, James, bad news. Uh, Ramon Abila, he missed the, missed their last game. Their DC United's win against their, their four, two win against Nashville with a groin injury. So, uh, I don't know if we'll get the Abila revenge game. I'm I'm okay with this because I was always saying how good Avila was. Like I actually don't want to play him. This is if, fine. If Ramon Avila plays against us and he does really well, I think we need to hop on and do an emergency podcast. I'm gonna be just we might need so to. infuriated. We might need to. Uh, James the- just you James will be sleeping at this point, but James, just leave your phone on. I'll only call you if if this is a d- giant disaster and we need to hop on the microphones immediately and just go through the dumpster fire that will take place. <laughs> if this happens, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be like the, the Brooklyn nine, nine, like vindication. <laughs> like that's what it will be. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I still don't see it that way. I just more am just, if Minnesota United loses because Ramon Abila plays good, just the hizzy that will take place. Twitter's gonna Twitter like will burn. Like, if he's <laughs> I if he will bangs in like Twitter if this happens. <laughs> if he if he scores like a hat trick against us, I'm just gonna be like my whole tweet is just gonna be like, I told you so. <laughs> That's all it's gonna be. Cause yeah. But it's gonna be a disaster. But again, and this was the point I made last week, is that I don't think he was let go because they didn't think he was good. I think he was let go because he was going on vacation too much and not really like putting his mind towards being a good good teammate. Yeah, and I just think he might have also just not fit in the system. And that's okay. Like Sometimes players don't fit in the system, but when your player is that good, you, you've got to try. <laughs> like, and I don't even necessarily, like, yeah, he didn't fit in like the first choice system but i don't think that's what he was brought in to do because i think that was pretty obvious even when he was signed i think he was more to be like a change of pace or right he was always meant to be that guy that can come in later if you need to score a goal you need to change things up a little bit try something new i i don't know we don't know the whole story i don't know the whole story i only know that on his Instagram, he was in a few places that weren't Minnesota more than I would have expected. <laughs> yeah, fair. All right, and then after, yeah, after that, yeah, when we when, uh, uh, then we play Saturday, uh, October second. It's already o- almost October, guys. Uh, at 
Number 11, FC Dallas. So two road games this week, another short week. Um, and uh, guys, I did a little deep dive on this too. Uh, the road has not been good to our Minnesota Loons this year. It's been really rough. Um, Guess what, Justin? That's because the road always sucks for MLS teams. Yeah, it does. So uh, I, was, I, I looked at this. So in our 13 home games this year, we have th- eight wins, two draws, and three losses, and a plus 10 goal differential. And we've, give, we've only given up seven goals in those 13 games. That's awesome, right? Uh, however, <laughs> in the 12 away games this year, we only have two wins. We have five draws and five losses and a minus twenty or minus ten goal differential because we have given up twenty-two goals in away matches. Wow. So hopefully yeah. we can uh win at least one of these, right? That'd be that'd be the goal to get three or four points. So the the really interesting thing is the website that you linked, uh footystats.org. For those that are interested, um, really interesting looking at some things. So it basically lists all the clubs kind of next to each other in one table to make it easier to read. In the goals table, we are 22nd out of 27 clubs for how many goals we've scored this year. The only teams we've scored more goals than are Toronto, Chicago, FC Cincinnati, into Miami, and Austin. Great uh, and New England. Re- Hmm? <laughs> Nothing. It's a great company. What'd you say? It's a great company. Yeah, good, good company. I mean, we're behind Vancouver. Come on, guys. We've scored 29 goals. New England Revolution have scored 53. League leading. Uh, and overall in the MLS table, if you combine them all together, we are currently sitting 13th um, on goal difference behind Montreal. If you look at the home table, we are 7th. And the away table, we would be 18th. So we are actually, uh, yeah, not great. Interestingly, Inter Miami would be sitting 7th in the away table, and they have scored 8 goals away. Like, they're even worse at scoring goals away than we are. Huh? So and they, they have, like, extra DPs and stuff, and they still can't score, so... <laughs> that's perspective right there at least we're not them well hey guys nine games left this is that home stretch nine games left and then hopefully we got some playoff games hopefully yeah, playoff yeah. games not playoff game yeah hopefully that'd be really nice games, playoff games. Yeah. The only concerning part about our home stretch is that five of those nine are away. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work out a way to get some get some results. Well, and two yeah. of them are right away, so Yep. We'll 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 be able to hopefully hit that ground running. We don't play Houston again though, so that sucks. Sadly. That's the biggest that's the biggest thing we have going against us. <laughs> we do get to play Austin though. They are theoretically worse than Houston, which is good. But they did beat us earlier this year. They did. It's been a long time, though. Yeah, yeah they, they beat us when they were good, and then they started extremely sucking for the rest of the well, year. And that was one of our first four games. So we don't talk about those games. But yeah, yep. guys, that's all we got for tonight. 
a little bit longer of an episode than normal. That's all we got. Hey, hope you had fun, right? Watching soccer is fun. Win or lose, watching soccer is fun. Just remember that, guys. Peace out and pot on you, loons. Peace out. Happy uh, 69th episode, guys. Hey. Nice. Nice. Pot on you, loons. Peace out. Pot on you, loons. Peace.